Hey guys and welcome to another edition of Wife vs. Dan. Today, George and Chester will be joining me on on today's podcast to talk about one of the biggest transfers in recent football hi, footballing history, which is Cristiano Ronaldo returning to the EPL and returning back home to Manchester United. Lots to cover today in this topic, so let's get straight into it. Hey, how you going? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <clears throat> All good. How's things been? Oh, yeah, like normal, just, you know, at home, work, at home. Yeah. Not much really to do. Same routine every day, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Grandhold yeah. day every day, so. Until Freedom Day, whenever that is. Well, whenever that is, yeah, exactly. So, mate, um, yeah, so today on my podcast, George and Chester, possibly Brandon, will be joining me as we talk about probably one of the most um, dramatic um, Premier League transfers in history um, with Cristiano Ronaldo coming to Manchester United. Now, I did not see this coming. Like, I woke up this morning, op- turned on my phone. The first thing I saw on social media, Ronaldo coming to Man United. And there was, like, strong rumours about him going to Man City. And, yeah, man, did you expect this? Um, look, I think if you're a being man, uh, you know, with any kind of, you know, footballing knowledge or footballing prowess, uh, at this point in time, you'd probably say no in terms of who he's gone to. Yes, but oh, Chester, I'm here, bro. How you going? Pretty good. How you been, man? We were literally about to just start talking yeah. about what was happening with Cristiano and all that. So, yeah. Chester, how shocked are you? About I, I don't like. It still doesn't feel like it's happened, does it? Like he's come back. So, are you just waiting for someone to go? It's April Fool's Day, kind of thing. No, 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 no. Someone's reneged on the deal, and like the the glaciers are like we're walking away from the club. <laughs> Hope not. This ain't the A League. There's a little more professionalism. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that signed a new contract with Mariners a couple like last season, and two days later ended up with Wanderers. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was jo- yeah, like for him to come to back home to Manchester United, you know, it doesn't only change things for the club, but changes. The whole change, like it's like life changing for the EPL. You know, it's like one of the biggest signings in recent histories. Wouldn't you agree? It's probably I mean, the biggest. Yeah, I, I'm. It's probably like the biggest signing since Cristiano Ronaldo came to Man United. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was obviously a, a you know a child prodigy, well, I mean, a teenage prodigy, back in sporting. But when he Lisbon, when he came, sorry, when he came to the club, it wasn't a big, big, big sign. It was just more like this hot. Yeah. 
But I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's just, it's crazy to think how much influence he's had on on world football, not just obviously over in Europe, but obviously globally as well in terms of him as a, a brand name, not just a football player, but you know, anything that he's attached to, it's it sells like hotcakes. That's it. Yeah. So that's the way I look at it. So Yeah. Like, you know, there was talk there was talk about it that possibly one day he could finish Ronaldo could finish off his career at Manchester United, but you know, I don't see it happening. You don't think he'll finish his career? No, nah, he'll finish his club at Sporting Lisbon. You reckon? No, yeah. he'll finish his career. Yeah, I was going to say he's probably going to do two years with us and then go back to Sporting to finish his career. Kind of like before what he's done. He was set on going to Man City and then yeah. he came to Man United. What? Well, so he's a fan. What happened behind the scenes for him? To... I supposedly know exactly what happened. Hey. So apparently there was no formal offer made by City. No. It was a formal offer. Yeah. Wasn't it just a personal agreement between himself and the club and obviously his agent? He didn't even make a personal agreement. But no personal terms were laid down between him and City, nor was there an official bid or offer made. City was showing interest. And obviously, in the middle of that, Ronaldo obviously found out. And apparently, he had a phone call with Sir Alex. And what the reports say is that Sir Alex essentially, you know, that phone call with Sir Alex is what got him to go, you know what, if United now make an offer, I'm taking it, basically. I'm not going to accept a City offer if United make an offer. So that moment, we hadn't made an offer. It just went to Alex who touched base, and I think we have Ferdinand and Ebra maybe before then or after. I'm not sure. Yeah. But that phone call was to Alex was prior to our offer being put in. And so Alex basically told him, I don't know what he told him, word for word, but it seems it was something along the lines of don't go to City. You know, when yeah. the United put an offer in before you make it, yeah, you belong or something. I don't know. Yeah. So Ronaldo didn't agree personal terms with United put the offer in, and then we knew as soon as the, yeah. as soon as we put the offer in, it looks and that's where it was going. So I'm gonna say City yeah. could have thrown all City tried to throw all the money in the world at Ronaldo, and even the money of man, mega million dollars at Manchester City Football Club could not override the decision and influence of one man called Sir Alex Ferguson. <laughs> he beat out the entire club of Man City. It just goes to show Ronaldo where he should go. Yeah. Yeah. It just goes to show how how significant and important um, Sir Alex Ferguson is well, to Ronaldo. Well, uh, look, I was up most of the night up until about one yeah. thirty in the morning, looking at stuff on YouTube and like trying to find like live streams on talk, talking sport and Sky Sports in in the UK, and I had you know one video where. Uh, you know, Man City weren't prepared to pay the $25 million transfer fee. Uh, there was one report to say that the offer was going to be around the $500,000 mark euro per week uh, for, for to Man City to obviously sign him. And um, then there were coming out reports before I went to sleep that a potential, but like there was a potential that Manchester United were in, in, in talks with him like at the last hour. And then I thought, look, I'll go to yeah. bed, I'll wake up, and I'll see what happened. 
soon as I look at my phone and then I look at like look at Mean United sign Cristiano Ronaldo, I'm like, to me, this is Gazump Messi going to PSG. Oh yeah, I, I actually, I, I actually think that this move has gazumped Messi from going to PSG and making now the Premier League. The now probably I'd say you have to be that Man United plus EPL in general will now be if like the great like to me the greatest league in the world probably for the next ten plus years now guaranteed. Can you imagine if Messi went to Messi? Let me ask you. (laughs) Can you imagine the Manchester rivalry? Sorry. Yeah, go on, Chester. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say because George is the outside neutral fan in a sense here because we're both obviously United fans. I was going to ask George where, instead of you asking us, where do we think? Let's sit back and just do the good old fence-sitting pose on this one. And let's ask the non-United, more neutralised fan here, well, Chelsea fan, but uh, basic non-United fan. So with this signing of Ronaldo and obviously the other signings we've already made this winter, yeah. where do you now realistically think we're going to A, aim for and B, finish up this season? I, I actually think now, okay, pending obviously injuries and and how he's going to integrate into that United system. He knows the United system. He played on. He played with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, yeah. um, and he knows the fabrics of the club. Um, I'd say, looking at it right now, um, I'd say you guys are pretty much guaranteed to almost win it, if not win it. I don't see Man City winning it. Because they did the wrong thing by getting Grealish on that mega deal for for how much he was there, hundred something mil for Grealish. To me, Man City have always been about buying buying trophies. Like I mean, Chelsea, yeah, to a point, we've probably done the same. But um, you look at Man, you look at Man United as a club. Through before Ferguson, they still had a name. They still had a presence in English football. But so Alex Ferguson has given them the identity and the fabric to be to be uh, where they are in English football. The fact that Sir Alex Ferguson has gazumped Man City on the basis of one phone call just goes to show you how much respect Cristiano Ronaldo has for him as a manager and as a person. Because yeah. you've got to remember that when when Ronaldo won the Euros, uh, was it in 20, what was it, 2016? Yeah. When he saw yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson in the stand after he took his trophy, uh, after he took his medal and went to celebrate with his, he saw, he saw Sir Alex Ferguson and hugged him as if it was his dad or a father figure. Yeah. So yeah. I, I. He's a second father figure too. Like, am, am I am I right in saying that though? Like, in he terms literally, of how he literally mentored Ronaldo and to be the player that he is today. Exactly. So, and Ronaldo even said in a um, interview once that he owes his career to Sir Alex Ferguson into making him the player he is today. So, it, it, like you're right, George. It just shows how much respect 
those two guys have for each other. And, you know, um, it just shows how much influence Sir Alex Ferguson is to Ronaldo. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, George and Chester, it's, it's, it's not only going to change, it's not only great for the club, but for the EPL as a whole to have, and, and you're right, it does, this, this, um, does, um, overtake Messi going to PSG because Mm. for a, for a player like Ronaldo to come to the EPL, that's huge. That's huge in the football world. Mm. Mm. And yeah, yeah. And like for Messi to go to PSG, yeah, we know PSG is like a big club and he's, you know, it's like, it's a shock, but it's not, it doesn't come with a surprise to most people because yeah. clubs like PSG and Man City, they have the money to, Get players like Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, but I think I think Chester dropped out of the podcast. I think he'll probably try and come back in. But yeah, um, and, and for Ronaldo to well, go to like I know we're a big club, but like for Ronaldo to say, you know, I'm coming back to the club that what made me what I am today mm. is is like you don't see that nowadays. You know, it's. I mean, you do, but it's very rare because I think in our generation that we've grown up, especially, is that Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi kind of started around the same time. Um, So we were very, like, for our generation specifically, we are very lucky that we were able to get two of the greatest footballers in the world uh, playing their craft on a week-to-week Basis, you know, for their clubs and club, or um, obviously for their country. But you know, every generation, every every decade, and every generation is going to have a, um, you know, like, like a, you know, like Pele, Maradona, um, you know, George Best, or as an example, kind of situation. And uh, I just feel uh, that with these two, not. Obviously, we speak specifically talking about Cristiano Ronaldo, but like Messi going to PSG, who you thought him at Barcelona, that was his child club since he was there from 11 years old. He's, right. ne- he's never played for anyone else since he was 11. Yeah. Um, and he's been through, obviously, so different managers over the, over the times, and he's obviously worked well under them, and, you know, he, he's put his club before himself, and... And I think that's where Ronaldo's kind of similar, but obviously he's gone to different clubs, like obviously, you know, Man United initially after Spain Lisbon, and then um, you know Real Madrid, Juventus, and and now back to Man United. But everywhere he's gone to, he's won stuff and he's performed to his best ability. Like he could have gone and gone gone there for the money and just played average, but he decided to go. You know what? I want to actually. Um, you know, uh, play and, and, and all that. So I think it comes down to him being the player that he is. And same thing with Messi. Um, and even Sergio Ramos, to some point, he's obviously at PSG now as well. So um, the latter part of his career. So that's the way I sort of see. The, it, it, at the end of the day, for me at the moment, it's a great day to be a football fan. Oh, like whether it be in Australia or 
overseas. It is. Even for neutral fans like yourself, George, you know, to have a player like Cristiano Ronaldo um, come to the APL, even if you're just a football fan in general and you don't support mm. any team, mm. to have a calibre like Ronaldo, it's great for the game. It's, in, it's entertainment. It's, yeah. you know, it's so like... I, I, I'm, I'm going to use this analogy. I know we're talking about football. But I'll, I'll use this analogy in terms of wrestling, okay? Yeah. Before AEW <laughs> came along, WWE was the only thing, any product out there. So... There wasn't any, um, there wasn't any sort of variety. Yeah. AEW's now come along and built this juggernaut in two years, and has made people fall in love with wrestling again. So I feel like Cristiano Ronaldo going back to back to the Premier League. It's kind of like, as a football fan, if you're a disillusioned fan of football for whatever reason, that one player may bring you back to actually watching. Football again. That's right. Yeah, that, that that is true, and that's a good example. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see this move has come at like the perfect time of his career as well. With the age of 36, it's like there's no pressure on him. This yeah. isn't a signing where he's come back to dominate the league. Let's face or it. Or to help them because they yeah. you know, struggles or whatever. Well, obviously, let's hope he helps us. But like, yeah, I know, but he's not like at the point of the season where. You guys need to win games to make Champions League spot. Like yeah. you've won a couple of games now. You're you know the top four at the moment. It's just going to enhance where you are at the moment. And it's more so for the fact that like it's just him coming back at this time of his career. There's no pressure on him to like outstandingly perform week in week out. We know he's a proven goal scorer. His records and stats just completely attest that. Like it's it's just a move that like. I, I guess when he left us in 2009, mm. most United fans, we all knew he was going to come back at some point, obviously. But there was always in the back of our mind that probably he was going to at some point finish his career come back. But it's just like one of those moves. It's like a move that, like, he's back. We actually have him home, and it's like, yeah, we don't, we don't mind if, like, every now and then he drops a little... Not shit, but just a little average yeah. performance. It's just to have him at the club. See, and correct me if I'm wrong, Man United is on the uh, stock exchange, am I correct? Uh, no shit, we are. Okay. Yeah. But if you think about if you're an investor in, in stocks and obviously want to, you know, make money out of Man United, I think it's the perfect time to start buying some shares. Because think about all the merchandise in our sales with his name on it, jerseys, um, Shorts, socks, you know, shoes, um, oh. anything with his face on it associated with Man United, it's going to go through the door. Well, you yeah. saw how Ronaldo left Real Madrid and went to Juventus. Look how many added fans Juventus had with just having Ronaldo in their club alone. Yeah, and you watch half the Juve fans now walk away. Yeah, they'll walk away. Like Ronaldo went to Real Madrid from us initially. Well, obviously not to the same extent because Real Madrid has been a largely supported club for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. With him or with him or without him, but like there was that added bonus of extra fans on top when they signed him back in two thousand nine from us. Bandwagon fans. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot more bandwagon fans join Man United now because but, of but it's, Ronaldo's it's, But yeah, it's it's good value. Yeah. Stock, you know? I mean, yeah. we talk about Sir Alex Ferguson being the main reason. I don't think he's the main reason. I think it's the uh, 
the 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 Indian friends that sit there and like you know three <laughs> rows in the front, you know, yeah. optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> so I read this. I read this amazing comment on a YouTube video, one of James Lawrence Alcott's videos about it earlier. Yeah. And this guy commented on that live stream section of it, basically saying like, Jorge Mendes, you know, his agent, that guy who's yeah. probably the best agent in world football, in my opinion. Because I agree. Because hasn't he got him and Messi in that? Yeah, I, I don't know if he has Messi, but he has a lot of those Portuguese players. Not Bruno, but like some other like Portuguese, like Ruben Neves is, yeah. is one, of, one of his clients. And, yeah. and so, so people, this guy was saying, supposedly you could say, or maybe, I don't know, I'd buy into this. See what you think, Dan, with this and George. Jorge Mendes got City involved to twist United's hand to making a bid. Really? Supposedly, I mean, it makes sense. It could make sense, couldn't it? His agent gets City involved with the deal to spark our interest, knowing that like as soon as we get involved, he's going to United. So, the, the, how long's the transfer window up until? It's still got a couple of days. Okay. End of August, isn't it? So there's still yeah, yeah, one or so. Thirty on Monday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, no, I, I couldn't agree. I, I, I think the way that you've put it and the way it, it's come about, I think they've planted in, in the, like a, a seed to Man United to go look. You know, Man City's apparently keen. Apparently, um, you know, I'll we'll see what happens with Man United, and, and obviously now it's come to fruition. Because there was an interview that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo did, I think, in 2017 or 16, and they he, someone had mentioned to him saying, oh, you know, Man City's now become sort of the new powerhouse in world football in terms of having a, a billionaire owner, all this money that they have, and would you go there if you had the chance? He goes, well, look, I could easily go to Qatar and they earn triple what I'm making at Real Madrid. Yeah. yeah. But he's only going to Man United only on about two seventy a week, which is no, it's four hundred. No, it's not. It's like four eighty or something. I heard it was about two seventy, two eighty a week. I might be wrong, but what I do know is that obviously he wants money because he's at the top of his game, and why wouldn't you? But he's not come to us for money. He's come back to us because he loves our club, and that's that's basically. And that's what's unique about this whole thing because usually players like Ronaldo and Messi and Mape, you know, they, 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 they go where the money is. But for Ronaldo, it's just about the love he has for I the mean, club. that's a generational thing, though. In defense of Messi, he actually wanted to stay at Barca. He just couldn't. They had money issues. Yeah. Messi so, didn't actually want to No, yeah, Barcelona he had money issues. He was like he was genuinely uh, it's more of I I said I, 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 he for me Messi was upset, but I think he was also pissed off at the club that he was sold the guarantee. And it didn't come to fruition because of the way Barcelona had managed their money. Like, for me, Barcelona are going to go down in a heap of spades soon. 
because why would you be spending all this money on these players who have ne- clearly now not performed? Okay, they got Griezmann on 135. They got he sits on the bench every week. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, I mean, Dan, you're the Barca fan. Like, when was the last time you saw Umtiti play? Hasn't he just basically sat on the bench for like over half a season? Yeah, (laughs) well, over half, over half a game. He only gets like twenty or thirty minutes on the pitch, doesn't he? I don't want Barcelona play, but that's why I asked you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, (laughs) but yeah, it's just. Yeah, like Barcelona stuffed up big time when it comes to keeping Messi and um, yeah, it's no, nah, but it's not just about that. It's just about certain clubs are going to now. Like you look at Man City, they are cool. They've got this billionaire owner in in Saudi Arabia. Fair enough, cool. But if then he eventuates to say, "Look, I'm going to sell the club," and then. Who's going to come out and buy the club for what their market value will be? Because currently the club is worth about $1.1 billion. I don't think he's going to sell it. But like... no, I'm going to say it's a hypothetical, okay? Like, say 10 years down the track, he decides to sign the, to sell the club, right? It's probably worth it. That okay, it's, more, it's more complex with them because it's not just the club he owns. He owns the entire city group. Yeah. But overseas few clubs. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if he was to sell Man City like as the club itself, and someone to else to buy that on the sit, like what he would, what another owner would pay to keep those players, they probably wouldn't be able to afford it. So you're gonna get the likes of, you know, Grealish leaving if he's still there, or you know, like half these other players that go to the club for for the money, like. Good on Man United for getting the deal that they did. And, you know, if that was the fruition where he just said, oh, Man City are in trades, let's see if Man United can, like, gazump them, which clearly they have, but whether the Man, Man, Man City deal was even true or not, um, it's a massive win. Like I said, it's a massive win for the APL, massive win for world football. Um and yeah, that's where I sort of say it. So, so Chester, I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. It, do you expect success um, to come? Do Do you expect a trophy um, this season for Man United? I, mean, I don't want to put that pressure on the club, and especially not on social, because people say, "Oh, now we will sign Ronaldo, Sancho, Varane." You know, those three players automatically we have to get trophies. I mean, yes, we want them. Don't get me wrong, but like at the same time, am I annoyed if we don't get trophies again this season? I'm not particularly annoyed as long as we continually push ourselves. Like finals in all the competitions we're in, and coming really close with the Premier League title, I'm still happy. There's still yeah. clear progress there. And there's already clear progress in my mind because of the fact that, you know, Solskjaer has been backed this transfer window. Like, no manager has been backed since Sir Alex Ferguson, pretty much. Yeah. Yes, Mourinho did sign Ibrahimovic. He brought Pogba back to the club. You know, there, there were times Mourinho was backed, not to the same extent as getting, you know, 
Solskjaer yeah. essentially signed two players who won four fucking Champions Leagues for Real Madrid in the space of six or so seasons. Yeah. And on top of that, one of the hottest young talents going around in the world right now in Jaden Sancho. Obviously, he may take time, to, but that's fine. Yeah. Right? You don't expect every player to hit the ground running the second they step foot in your club, right? So it's more on the fact that like this is clear progress again from the club, and the direction mm-hmm. we're going is starting to like you know lift the fans' hopes a bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah we still hate the Glazers. Fair play to get Ronaldo to the club. It's not yeah. enough to make us not not hate them. Obviously, it's like Newcastle. If Mike Ash money to bring a good player to the club, it's not like the fans are going to start loving him. Yeah. One off thing, isn't it? We still hate the Glazers. I mean, uh-huh. two thousand five. But fair yeah. play to them for bringing Ronaldo back is what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to take time, I think. For you know, as you said, we've got. Great players, Sancho, Ronaldo. Um, you know, we've got all these great players. Like Greenwood. It's gonna, it's gonna take yeah. time for On that. The, the playing group to gel. Yeah, like what George just said, Greenwood. Look at Mason Greenwood. He's still 19 years old. He has a chance now to learn off Cavani and Ronaldo. Like who, who doesn't and get like, really that's the greatest good. learning curve you could ever get as a young. No, I know. And this is the thing. As a youngster, Greenwood's already fucking good. Like, you yeah. would still start him. Like, if you had him at Chelsea, George, you would start him 100%, right? Yeah, we definitely would. And, you know, if we, if say, like, you know, hypothetically, if DDA Drogba was still playing as a hypothetical, yeah. um, you know, and then there was a chance to get him back to Chelsea, I think yeah. Chelsea would do, I think Abramovich would do anything to get the bloody... Well, you brought Lukaku back. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but Lukaku... That was different when he left Chelsea to go to West Brom and obviously, you know, Man United and all that. But you look at Drogba, Drogba let like he obviously came to Chelsea as a proven goal scorer, yeah. built his built up his legacy at Chelsea, but then obviously, you know, left and went overseas and all that. But when he, he came back. Then he yeah, then he came back a little bit. But normally <laughs> Well, exactly. But I mean, you look, and it's so funny with this transfer window right now. The the team that has spent the most money is Arsenal, and they haven't won a game yet in the Premier League. And they, oh, they won six 0 against West Brom. Whoopity fucking do! Like, you know, like I look at Man United in comparison with Arsenal. Is that Man United have a pathway to get back to where where we remember Man United? Yeah, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you know, obviously having Wayne Rooney, Neville, um, you know, Rio Ferdinand, Vidic, like they were yeah. like championship winning players, and it's kind of getting back to where it is now. But you look yeah. at Arsenal, all right, they've bought a couple of okay players, but for me, there's no progress, and I don't see Arteta surviving beyond this year and even the next few games. I actually see the game against Main City. I actually think they'll lose like seven or eight nil. I don't see him losing. I mean, I'm not going to lie, it's early days. I know it's early days. I know it's City, but part of me really wants them to pump Arsenal just for the sake of it. But that's the thing. Like, again, at the same time, if Arsenal win, I'm happy as well. So, like, yeah, exactly. Like, 
But that's the thing. Like, look at the difference between Arsenal is that, okay, you've backed the manager to get some players. You spent the money. But theoretically speaking, I don't see any way forward for them apart from getting a new manager. Arteta's not the answer. It's beyond him. And look at, look, for me, Solskjaer, and this is a person looking out from in, is that, like you said, he's been backed in the transfer window. He's got the players that he needs to um, instill that Man United playing, like how to play like when he was there. Um, and then you look at uh, potentially the players that may come in the summer if he does want to sign any extra players, you know, pending obviously injuries and all that. But at least there's a pathway forward. You look at Arsenal, like there's no pathway forward. Like at least now we got like Leicester, where even like a, they're a genuine top four team. West Ham are in Europa League football. They've got a pathway. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you get what I'm coming from? Because I, I think for me, there's no there's no top six, no top four anymore in the Premier League. I think if you've got the right players and you've got the right manager and systems in place, you know, I, I could say, you know what, Brentford play Conference League next year. I thought you were saying this in the hopes of that Palace are going to push into the top six. No, I know. I said like Brent, like as a hypothetical, like if you've got the right systems, the right manager, the players that want to play for your club and obviously are embedded in what the culture is about, you're going to get success. But you look at Arsenal, it's basically like a toxic dump. <laughs> but there is no way forward. It's just diseased. It's basically them having COVID and having no vaccine. Do you see Do you see Arsenal fighting out of relegation? No, they won't be relegated. There's no, there, there's no way to happen. But they'll no, have to I mean, have a like, major. Like, I mean, do you see them like finishing in the... Lower half of the table. I see him finishing sort of outside top ten. No, top 10. I, I don't think they'll finish anywhere top ten. Because this is a thing; they got no European football. So it's a season. We're still early days of the season, and no other teams are playing European football yet. So when European football starts kicking in for the teams up at the top, Conference League, Europa League, Champions League, Arsenal might start to gain ground. For example, will West Ham be able to keep up their good form with European games midweek? That's yeah, the thing. That could be a bit, yeah. And West Ham and Leicester continually, like, that's when I think Arsenal have their chance to break more ground back into the top eight. And I think they will finish in the top eight again this season, simply because of the fact that they have that extra, you know, that that they don't for the majority of the games every single, like, three games a week. Do you think, do you think they've added pressure now? Because Solskjaer's got... Oh, he's obviously got the players now at Man United. Do well, we're still missing number six, but yeah. Do you feel like there's added pressure for him now to at least... There is. Yeah, well, to at least, you know, win at least any trophy this season, you know? I mean, or like, yeah. 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 So, and that's, um, what, that's what we want as fans. We want a trophy at least this season. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if it's the League Cup, we just want some form of silverware this season. But we can turn yes, out now. Yes. <laughs> do you think? Do you think if Man United look, let's say they finish in the four, they don't win the Premier League, but they finish in the four. But in the Champions League, they probably uh, get eliminated in the, let's say, the quarterfinals. Do you think that's a failed season? No, I don't see it a better foul, no, because he's got a lot of young kids still there. 
and he still has um, has that time to gel in another se- in another preseason. Uh, where can, if he what what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer needs to do is now he's got the team plus Ronaldo, keep the team up until the start of next preseason, and if he keeps like ninety five percent of that team, then there is an expectation for him to win the Premier League and possibly go further in the Champions League. Yeah, I was going to say this season, not in this season, more so next season because that's, that's what I'm saying. Like he needs to keep the plot. Like, the team that he's got right now. He needs to keep at least ninety five percent of that team for next yeah. season to have any chance of possibly winning any, whether it be a Premier League or a Champions League title. And and I think and I think um, Chester, you're right. We can't expect Man United. Oh, they've got all these players. We can't expect them. Oh, to yeah. win the Premier League or the Champions League. You need to League. let them join. Last um, season, Chelsea. Chelsea spent what was it three hundred million heading into last season, and they struggled until they brought in Tuchel. Yes, they ended the season with silverware, but they, for the most part, after they bought all these players in, they really struggled to gel at first. Yeah, we, we there was no cohesion. I don't know whether it's the it was the system that Frank Lampard was getting to play, or playing players at a position, or just not having that cohesiency. Look at like you look at Tuchel now. Like Tuchel's got them um, strong at the back in the back. They got them communicating in the midfield and he's found that missing link that he needed to get a goal scorer and he's oh. found it in Lukaku. Because the only the only way I see Chelsea potentially winning the title was that we needed a goal scorer because Timo Werner can't score a goal to save his life. You know what I'm saying? And, Lukaku finds his feet completely season. Chelsea are genuine type like contenders for this title. And I think if we hit the ground running with our new signings and Chelsea do with Lukaku and what we're the two who are going to be in the title race more. Hundred percent. And I look like we've, we've obviously we've got Liverpool um, tomorrow it's morning. Yeah. Um, that's going to be like a, a crucial game in terms of where Chelsea is as well. Because if we lose and we lose bad, it's kind of like, well, all right, we've got these signings. We've got you know we started well first two games, but where is it gone? But if we get a draw at Anfield or even beat Liverpool, then I could say, you know what? Even though it's a long season, I can see that Chelsea does have what it takes. That there's a goal, and Thomas Tuchel is very dissimilar in terms of the way Conte was when he came to Chelsea. Yeah, they were struggling, and you know that one season when they came, Chelsea came eighth or ninth or whatever in the Premier League, tenth or whatever. Yeah, I was like ninth or tenth from memory, but yeah. But Conte came in. He he thought I got these World Cup players. They can't be this bad. So he went, you know what? Let's identify what the issue is. Let them let me see what different methods I can have to the way I want them to play and work together. He found that click and that won the Premier League that season. So I look at Man United and say, like, you know, you look at Liverpool as well. I mean, Liverpool hadn't won a Premier League title ever in their in, since the Premier League was yeah. incepted. Yeah. And to win their first Premier League title since like the start of it, and it took a Jurgen, like a German manager, and German managers have done pretty okay recently, whether it been pre- in England or you know in Europe or wherever they've been, they've always done well because German um, coaches or managers are very tactical, very defend, very structured, very defensive. They get the well, best really. out of their players. Not really. 
Yeah, but I'm just saying, like... It's like being... Steroids. <laughs> yeah, but we're dealing with Leeds. Leeds is you different. Watch, well, but I'm saying, you watch how Bayern played at times like the right-handed flick. It's like Leeds had... It's like Bielsa Ball. They're players, so they don't concede as many goals, basically. Like Bayern are one of the... Under fancy flick, Bayern were one of the most fast-paced attacking team you would ever watch. And he, he's going to turn Germany into a fucking powerhouse team if only Werner can become a regular goal scorer. One That's the problem, man. Like, that fan that was there at that training, open training session at Stanford Bridge, where this guy was, like, asking, you know, like, what, how do you think, you know, whatever. This guy's like, oh, I don't really have a question, but I want to have Werner out. Yeah, so but you know what? For me, if I was in his position, I'd probably say the same thing. Because unless Timo Werner scores, he needs to go. Because he's obviously identified an issue where we couldn't score goals to win games and missing easy goals. I'm talking about like like an A-league player could even score. And that's saying something. <laughs> but that's the way I saw Timo Werner. Now he's obviously identified with getting Lukaku. I don't know. Was, a complete striker. Was an alien player. I don't think you put them away. What was that? I said Kwame Yeboah is an alien player. I don't think you put them away. Oh yeah, but Kwame Yeboah is a different kettle of fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's the way I sort of say it. I don't know. I could be wrong, but so, so yeah. So I think this season. Well, it's going to be a very comp- it's going to be very competitive between City, Man United, Chelsea. I, I think it's going to like I think it's going to come down to the wire. In my my prediction this season. Yeah, this is going to be a very tight like tight. I hope it does. From the outset, from the outset, like it'll be a tight final race. Yeah, I reckon it might even come down to the final week. Maybe. We I, I, I hope on the last day that, say, like, you know, Man City's winning it by one point, Chelsea's second behind, obviously, you know, by one, you know, Man United's, like, two points behind, whatever. Like, it's – and it comes down to, like, those teams playing against each other as a hypothetical. I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but – it. it it's going to come down to the last day. I don't see it being before the season. Yeah. And and I think, like, as I alluded to earlier, you know, this, this we've got a lot of – we've got we've got young players and we've got experienced players in our squad now in Man United. So we can't – we've got to let the players have that time to gel. So we yeah. can't expect success in the first season. The season after, like you said, George, if we keep if we keep ninety five percent of our players, then that's when the expectation becomes higher. Like Holland's that mix. Oh, that, uh, yeah. I that, that's a if Holland goes to Man United, then that's, he, will. Uh, he looks like he is going to. If there's rumours behind it, he's going to United, yeah. 
Is that been pretty much confirmed? Because I've oh, said oh, something oh, this oh, week. Next summer. I'm saying next summer. There's no way we're getting in this one. Oh, ne- so, oh, yeah, Dortmund's playing hardball. Yeah. Yeah, Dortmund's CEO. Hardball with Sancho. Finally got him. Like, and, and you'll appreciate this when I say this, um, Chester. Like, you know, Mark Goldbridge, every game that I watch after he watches his beloved Man United, if Greenwood scores a goal, he's like, oh, generational talent, Greenwood scores again, you know. Just, but that's the thing. Greenwood, being that age that he's at and still – and it's just raw talent. So, for him getting help off, like, Cavani, obviously now Ronaldo, that, for me – could Mason Greenwood could potentially, and I'm gonna. This is a big statement. I think he could be one of the greatest England players of all time. He, he, wow. It's set up for him because this is the thing. He obviously wants to be a number nine, obviously, but when he plays out on the right for United, he still looks very good. Like he's brought his game to a whole new level this season. Like the way he's now like using his body to hold people off when he's on the ball and getting like his dribbling is becoming so good. And, like, his ball control is immaculate. His passing is getting really good. Like, his overall all-round play is just improving so quickly. We always knew he was a deadly finisher, and he's kept that trait going, but he's adding to his game now. And did, he come through, did, did he come through the United Academy system? Yeah. yeah. Like, many points have. Okay. Yeah. Yes, the under the mentorship he's going to get now with yeah. um, the players that we have, it's it's only going to he's he's going to only get better and better. See, from I, I, I look at the, I, I look I'm at the Ronaldo signing as also him being almost like an assistant coach on the field as well. So because yeah. you look at you look at when when Portugal won the Euro and Ronaldo went off injured for the rest of the game. He was barking orders yeah. on the sideline, telling him yeah, where to go, being positional or everything like that. I would generally that would also help him as well with games and tight games and situations that they run against a player or anything yeah. like that. I would generally say he won them that game. He won them that final. How supportive he was being from the side. If that had been messy for Argentina, he would have just sold off to the dressing room and then come back on the bench. Ronaldo got injured and didn't like stayed on the sideline. Basically, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the way I sort of see Ronaldo being that kind of. He, even though he's song as a player, he, he's basically like almost like an assistant coach or a coach on the field as well. Yeah. So he's almost helping Olegana Solskjaer's job even better because he's in that position where it's not just about him just trying to help the team. It's like he's helping his own team, even though he may not be captain. But he's almost been like the coach on the field for him and giving him that yeah. positive energy. So I see nothing but positive signs for Man United. And the other thing I say, like his aerial ability, having him now makes us a proper friend from set pieces now. Yeah, and you've got to remember, you guys have signed Varani, Varani as well. So like Varani will come in, you know, bolster your defence because... Over the years, over the last few years, it's been abysmal. Um, what, abysmal? Abysmal. You mean good? No, not, really. not really. Do you think it's going to be a tight goal scoring tally between Fernandez and Ronaldo? Oh, no, <laughs> potentially. 
I will say is like imagine us imagine like even you as Chelsea, George, sometimes your defense looks would you be scared coming to Old Trafford with coming up against an inform attack of like Pogba Bruno, like Greenwood on the right? Like Rashford, oh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh, any team, I, I would, team. I would, yeah, yeah. I, I agree yeah. with that. We, we, we've, we've got, we've got the, I, I can say we've got the, we've got like one of the most dangerous squads in the, in, in football at the moment. Like, we have Ronaldo, we have Pogba, we have Bruno, we have fucking Cavani as well <laughs> in our team right now. Where's Cavani going to fit in now? Is Cavani- well, well, this is the thing. This is what I am going to say. This give, this is a proper test of management here for Ole this season because it's all about man management now. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he knows all these players, they want to start every game, but he can't. Yeah. They can't realistically start every game. So he has to come come off the bench. Well, this is the thing. How it's going to begin is Ronaldo's probably going to get a lot, like, start a lot. Because, like, Cavani's going on international duty with Uruguay, and he'll have to isolate and quarantine when he gets back. So he won't be, he'll be gone for, like, several more games after the international break. Ashford obviously just got back to training, so he won't be fit for another several weeks or so. And Marcy out, yeah, in So he'll probably feed him, but like, I reckon we should sell him if we get a chance. But what am I saying? Like, so there's spaces where literally Ronaldo is going to be playing quite a lot of football first up. I don't think he's going to start like the first game back against Newcastle. I think he'll probably cream off the bench because he'll have to get used to the training and all that heading into it. Is what is what you normally should be doing when there's like. The t- a player freshly arrived. I think Chelsea, the exception, with throwing Lukaku right into it against Arsenal, but you can if you want, I guess. Solskjaer likes to do it differently. Um, well, I don't think Varane's going to start <laughs> against Wolves either, to be honest. I think Varane's still going to be on the bench against Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. Sancho, slowly get them warmed up into yeah. it. Sancho will probably get his first. Sancho might actually get his first start against Wolves. Because um, of, of like the injuries and the quarantine. Have, it gives it, it makes it easier for Solskjaer right now to pick and choose because there's not so many big names. So when they're when they're all back and all fully fit, you've got that selection headache of who do you pick. But it's a good one because it's a proper test for it. You know, this season is the first season where Solskjaer's had a look yeah. at his United squad and he has squad depth in all the position of the pitch. And this transfer window ain't yeah. done. Like it's there's rumors that we could offload could be offloading Gallo to Dortmund, which would open up the possibility of signing Trippier. Who are we going to Oh, yeah. And we might, in, in place of him, we might be able to get Trippier, Matt Letico. But again, fucking yeah. solid right-back option there behind Wan-Bissaka. So, like, having this squad depth is a headache, but it's one, like, yeah. but it's the first one Solskjaer's had to face since becoming. So this this season, from in my opinion, about Solskjaer is a test in so many ways, men, men, management skills. It's going he to be has, a huge yeah. test to see who he brings on, who he starts, and like well, his, well, the players that he's got to work with now. He's got yeah. options. Well, got, I, I'm you know, looking at your next few games. Um, obviously, you've got uh, Wolves, then you've got Newcastle at home. 
Can I just say Wolves is important. If we don't lose, if we avoid defeat at Molyneux tomorrow, we will have the new longest unbeaten away record in the Premier League. Wow. That's that's amazing in itself. Yeah, it was Arsenal when yeah, this level with them right now. And then you've got um Newcastle at home and then you've got yeah. young boys away. Yeah, and then after that we've got West Ham as a fucking and, Yeah, West Ham away, then a West Ham at home. Yeah, away in the cup and then home in the league. Home in the league. Yeah. So the next few matches are going to be crucial in terms of who he does select and and wants to sort of obviously keep, you know, for the for, for, for the Carabao Cup, he may put like Cavani, for example, if he's obviously... Cavani playing. won't be there. Cavani, I said he loves quarantine, so he won't be available. Quarantine, sorry. So, so, I mean, yeah. I think we're going to see a similar front three in the next two Premier League games. Ronaldo will probably be on the bench in the Newcastle game. Obviously, he's not going to be involved in the Wolves game, but he'll probably be in yeah. on the bench for the Newcastle game. We'll Come on and play for like 25 minutes yeah. or whatever. We'll probably then start him midweek against Young Boys to get him some proper game time against easier opposition and then have him ready to go, I reckon, centre-forward. Yeah against um West Ham in the like I think I mean after watching Martial against Southampton I'm certain he's probably going to go with Greenwood up front for the next two Premier League games yeah definitely Martial's um, just he's not the same anymore he, he hasn't been yeah. the same yeah he's having some bad games now all out of ordinary yeah, yeah, I think honestly, we should sell him. We can still get a different, like a decent ish price for him and send him to like get him to a league which isn't as tough, demand physically demanding as the Premier League, oh, like French good. League or I'd say Bundesliga, no, or even. No, we can take him to a Martial to the Wanderers. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, nah. <laughs> well, no, nah, I've been hearing some rumors, yeah, but yeah, I like to keep those rumors to myself. You don't want to share them? Well, <laughs> you know what? Okay. As much as I hate Arsenal, I wouldn't mind getting Jack Wilshere. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's He's well,. You mean I Wanderers? Gary, he was linked well, with Wanderers. I want to Gary Cahill to come to Wanderers, but he's playing for the other red and black team. <laughs> yes. Wait, do you still have Kwame Yabo, or did you release him? No, he's still at the club, unfortunately. Um, but Abini's still there, which is an unfortunate situation too. So uh, he still needs to get rid of like a couple of players, but in terms of our midfield now and our sort of back line, it's a lot better than last year. Have um, you signed? I mean, who have you signed again? You got Triore out of that. So you got a left back in. So we got Triore. Yeah, not for the ones listening. Not the ones listening. Not the ones listening. For the list. The, 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 the other one, the other Adama. Um, we've got Terry Antonis. It was the Wolves. We've got Terry Antonis. Um, we've got Dimitri oh, yeah, Charles on loan. We've got Reese Williams, uh, Hammond. Did you sign Reese Williams? Hammond, yeah. Yeah, from, uh, yeah, from Wellington. Uh, we've, we've promoted about three of our academy players. 
to the first team. Uh, and I think... Oh, and um, uh, Kutrumbus from Newcastle. Oh, yeah, he signed him. That's a good signing, actually. You reckon? Or, like, because... Well, is he better than Ziegler? I think he was just had a shit. Okay, is he any worse than Ziegler? No, what do you mean? I know if you Oh, Patrick oh, Ziegler. No way. Yeah, he's already, yeah. He's already gone. He's already gone. No, say, because I know if you were in Mate, bro, the one player that I wanted to leave from Wanderers was no more than McGowan. He was the one player that I would just wanted <laughs> to see the back of him. Yeah, I, I didn't really rate him either. He was just not. Yeah, I, I even said to Carl Robinson at the members' day. I said, "Like, why'd you give him the captaincy?" He goes, "Oh, Z- um, Ziggy Gordon came like a week or two later." I'm like, "You could have changed. You should change your choice. It's not that hard." Yeah. <laughs> your um, well, they haven't announced it. They haven't announced it yet. Oh. So I. You want it to be. For me personally, I want either Ziggy Gordon to be captain or Magush, our goalkeeper. Hmm. I, I reckon give it to Ziggy. Is Doran still there? Doran's left to go back Doran's to leave. Doran's hmm. left hmm. for family reasons. We Much left. Hey, George, um, can I ask you something? Yeah, sure. Is the RBB TV going to be re- returning this season? I don't know because one of the guys that does the interviews generally has been banned for life. At our games, but would someone replace him or potentially? Yeah, but I'm hoping. I'm hope. I'm hoping that they do because I want to go back on there and just do all my troops and DT crap again. Because Arsenal fan TV. And have you seen the compilation? Yeah, I'll I'll be watching the compilations. They're the best because Arsenal fan TV right now sucks. Your compilation. Oh yeah, I've seen it. I loved your yeah. compilation, the compilation video. Compilation. Was, oh, I'm losing my words, but it was so funny. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, like, I'm being honest about how I see the club. I see the club at the moment like Arsenal FC. To be honest, George, I think that that's what a lot of people are scared to be. They're scared to be honest about what how that club is going, you know, and it's yeah, good exactly. to... Exactly. It's, it's good to have, you know, your perspective. That's like, you call it down the middle with how one do it. Like, I think know? we're the only club in the A-League that has, like, a like a YouTube channel for fans to voice their – what they thought of the game per, you know, per week or per, per week and game. And I'm surprised it's taken this it's long on, but I don't know what for the A-League to have its own little – No, the A-League know? doesn't – no. It's the like, the clubs. It. It's the cl- – no, the club yeah. that even own it, too. The RBB guys, a couple of them just decided to do it. Oh, so it's just based on oh, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not owned by. If it was owned by the club, they wouldn't be having me on it. I'd be sacked within ten seconds. <laughs> they know your history on the college. <laughs> like I'll be like old mate from when Arsenal fan TV was on Brad Brentford. This guy was showing his season ticket and just chucked it in the back. He was like, "I'm, I'm done. I've had enough." <laughs> God, that's bad. Man, Sydney FC had one. Do you remember the victory game back in the 16-17 season with Wayne? And um, they wanted to interview you. And we, we were walking out after the game when we beat them 2-1 and when Carney scored twice. And we were walking out in front of the um, Allianz and then the guys from the Sydney FC YouTube channel recognised you. Obviously. 
they all do you. And they were walking out. Oh, Dan, for Carla. I know. That literally just before, I never told you, George, before we walked past, Danny Vukovic came past and he's like, oh, I know you. <laughs> Literally, even the players, even the players recognised me. Even the players knew who I was back then. But that's the, but you know what? But that's the thing that I love about the A League specifically. Like you look at like the clubs that you follow, whether it be you know Sydney FC Wanderers or Mariners or you whatever the case may be. Like the fans actually know the players, and the players know the fans quite well. It's good. It's like, like connected. In that you kind of have that. Like, I, I sent a couple of videos um, to Mitchell Duke last season on his Instagram. I said, you know what? I, I didn't tell you guys this. Tell me what you thought. He goes, oh, it's your opinion. That was it. I didn't I didn't tell you guys this, but what, one time after a Sydney FC game, yeah. Broski Bros, approached me. What the hell? And he said, oh, man. I loved your video about the Sydney <laughs> FB. Well, like he knew you were just to say why. And 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 he and he was like encouraging me. Oh man, you got to keep keep doing videos every week. It's you know it boosts the club. It, it's boosting our team, man. You, Come on, you got to do you it. Know, you, know, <laughs> you know what you should have done, Dan, from that. Yeah, well, like and Chester will know this. There's an Indian guy in India that's a Chelsea supporter that yeah. fucking uploads you every weekend and just bashes the club if they play shit. Oh, oh yeah. that guy. <laughs> like, honestly. Oh, that guy. Like, he, he, when I see him, it reminds me of you, Daniel. <laughs> oh, the Indian guy, yeah. Josie is shit. This but is I, bullshit. But I, I, I wasn't putting Sydney FC down. I was, like, motivating them to get yeah. to No, but I'm just saying, like, that's what he, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of having that ability to. We were George. Okay. No, George, don't you remember that? We were in your house for a comp the day the Revenge video came out. What was that? We were all at yours for a FIFA comp the day Dan did that video. Oh, oh remember? really? Was there a FIFA comp that day, was there? Wait, did you post that you were coming to my house? house? We, were had a comp, we had a FIFA comp at your house that same day. Yeah. Because Dan was driving when we made the video. No, it was, a day, um, it, was a, it was a day when Sydney FC were playing Melbourne Victory. I made that video. In the grand final? Yeah. No, it was yeah, like... I remember you were playing. You released the video. It, it was you like left the stadium at half time, didn't you? I remember. Huh? Yeah, I no, remember. Like, you were playing around at half time, didn't you? No, they were playing. The, that was a grand final when it was in Melbourne. No, this was this was after the grand final in November when the season. It, yeah, it was, it was after. Like that's what he was referring to with the revenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's what he was referring to with the whole revenge. Because yeah. that was after they'd beaten us three 0 Yeah, after we lost to them three 0 and the season started, and we well, it was our first game back playing Melbourne, um, and it was a, it was a home game because I remember after I'd done that video, and when it became viral. I went to the game that afternoon and like, a, I literally, I'm not even joking, I had about 50 people take photos with me. <laughs> well, I remember yeah. you left at half time. Because huh? you left the stadium at half time and drove over to George's up the wall. Because we were oh, all yeah, there. Oh yeah, I did, I did, that's right, yeah. 
Because uh, we were trying I, to get I, in contact with you, you switched your phone off, and we thought you were like running from people because they were trying to bash you or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was, I, I, I actually was running from people, but not because of that. It's because oh. people kept wanting to take photos of me. Now yeah. the bloody game. You should have charged bloody ten ten dollars a photo. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna watch I'm the game. <laughs> if we left at half time, I remember because we tried getting hold of you. Then we finally got hold of you when you were driving because you called us when you were driving. He uses yeah. a hand guys. He's not. He does not. He's not. We're not endorsing bad driving here. But he called us <laughs> on your hands free before people start having to go at you. Bluetooth. For bad driving. He had Bluetooth. He had Bluetooth <laughs> in the car. And then we we're like, "What happened?" Yeah, it's like, oh, like, oh, I left at half time. I, I had to leave. Yeah, no, so yeah, because yeah, we were at George's, remember? Yeah, no, we were all at George's. Was, that's why you because you drove left at half time. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, it wasn't anything bad. I just left because too many people recognized me and were taking photos of me, and I'm like, oh shit, this could this could potentially get dangerous if you know. <laughs> Mate, I've been on Colin Jackie O. I haven't been yeah. abused. I've only been <laughs> abused on social media. Yeah, no, but I didn't get abused in like social media, yes, a bit, but not in real life. Everyone, you know. <laughs> say, George, like I've been on Carla Jack. Yo, I haven't been fucking abused. I'm like, yeah, you just abused Jackie. <laughs> well, you nervous that day after the Jackie O interview, George? No, because I was in hospital with a broken foot. Uh, uh, Wait, you broke your foot that same day. I you? broke my foot that same day at home. Was that uh, like, was that like a karma or something? What was that? Was that like karma for what you said to Jackie? You just like broke. Oh, I'm guessing so because my mum pretty much said, "Yeah, like that thing. That's karma for what happened." Yeah. <laughs> what is the or like? Yeah. What is the odd? Did you get like a lot of messages that day and stuff? No, I just I was looking at the comments on the video the next day, and obviously that day that happened. And some people thought, like most people thought it was funny, but there was an odd one going, "Oh." You know, a bit stupid, bit bit of an idiot, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people thought that was just part of the show, you know. It was like, yeah. 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 I mean, at the end of the day, if, you, if you're going to go on that kind of show, you have to... you, you got to spark some controversial... No, give them something you know? memorable. <laughs> you gotta leave your, you got to leave your mark. Like, they mentioned me the other day, apparently, <laughs> and I yeah. heard back at it, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Right, so if I'm circle back, how the hell did you break your foot? <laughs> I broke it at home. You fell yeah, down the stairs, didn't you? No, no. I, I was doing like fitness stuff at work and my legs gave way at home and my whole body weight just collapsed on my left foot at home. Oh, shit. So I wasn't training to be... Also fully broke. Huh? Yeah, no, it was like fractured. I had fractured three of my metatarsals. God. No, like I was literally, I couldn't walk for like You're, for a couple of months. You five weeks. Yeah, and then um, I could then walk for about two weeks, and then had the cast off after about eight weeks. Hmm. Yeah, so it was a long process to getting back. Yeah, to it was like two months, pretty much. Yeah. God, what times back then, hey? Fun hey, times. I saw George Mead, you were both, you know, hit major stardom at one point. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, I didn't, I didn't do it just once, I did it three times. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're on the, you've been on the show quite a few times. <laughs> I said, I know where you've been. Then I said, oh, my mum, uh, it's too high maintenance. And then the third one, oh, but you're not a celebrity. Well, that's why I recommend that you get your own segment on that show, but they didn't. No, they've they got Lockie from, they got Lock, they got Lachlan but, from, um, being the geek is working there at the moment. Let's be honest, you're more entertaining than Lucky. Come on, I've, I've, I've listened to a bit of Lucky on the Carl and Jackie. Lucky's okay, but you know, like Carl still calls me like Pelican Neck. Um, apparently, he said, Oh, can we just check if George is still a virgin? And one of the producers <laughs> said, Yeah, like, <laughs> not. they never messaged me to say, like, Was it true or not? Then they've gone, Oh, does he still have a spider man? Like, um, cook cover in his room, and they're like, Yeah, but I'm like, No, I don't. So <laughs> then I had to message Pedro, one of the other producers, to say, This was wrong, this was wrong, but the other one was right. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, but Pedro doesn't even know you, your story unless you still speak to him. No, like, every now and then I'll message him a couple of things just to, you know, see how he's going with lockdown, but. And, and look, unless that they I actually have a girlfriend or I'm married, that's the only update that they care about. Because they're like, look, Kyle actually he he likes me. He actually goes, I want George to have someone in his life. Yeah, he can actually be whatever. And I don't think I told you this, Chester, but I applied to go on what? first dates on Channel Seven. Wow, breaking news on the podcast, guys. <laughs> and I actually had a Zoom interview with one of the talent scout people. Have they got back to you? I don't know if I told you this. Yeah. I had um, Dan knows. The um, application, the first round process of um, Beauty and the Geek several years ago. Oh, you were? You, you, uh? I thought you knew that. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. I knew you did. I thought I swear I thought Dan knew that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was in the first round interview thing, but then like we all met in like a room, like in um near Ultimo Tape, and basically I didn't get beyond that interview thing. Kind of a funny story. I um so like they went around the room and there was like a camera. We each had to take it in turns to stand in front of the camera, obviously give a brief introduction about ourselves, and then obviously go for the main bit. Why do we consider ourselves to be what they call a geek? Obviously, dirty air quoted commas right now because I don't agree that that term should be by the side, yeah, but that's yeah. a whole you're like, you're, you're like a football game, game. Uh, I mean but, you're like a football game no, not really, no. so what I was able to get beyond the first initial round of interviews just to that stage is because my geographical knowledge you know the fact that I can name practically every capital city in the world off my heart like if you give me a country more than likely I'm going to be able to tell you the name of the capital just off my heart like that so like I mean if you don't believe me country right now and I'll prove it to you I say obviously you can have no idea if I'm looking at anything but I Taiwan yeah, I'm rusty yeah. I might quiz you next next time I have you on the show. Huh? <laughs> I might quiz you next time I have you on the show about <laughs> yeah an hour of testing me on my foot. <laughs> no but anyway <laughs> um so we had to stand around the camera and do that that was the reason I chose to do what I said, and they said, oh, that's enough to get you through the next round. So when I was in the actual interview process in the room around a bit, we, like, when it was my turn, when I decided to go stand up in there, because it was like, we could pick whenever we went, basically. So when I went to still, I was like, being like, oh, I'm Chester, blah, 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 kind of acting it up a bit. And I did all this thing, and then like, yeah, cool. 
town. And then a couple of go go around, and then like it dawned on me, like after five more people, it's just like, holy oh, shit. I had this whole routine plan where I was gonna go around the room one by one and ask people to give me the pictures off the top of their head where capital. And I didn't do it. So I didn't I basically did not mention the fact that the reason I got into like the reason I considered myself to be a geek. <laughs> so as soon as oh, that really? dawned on me, I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, no, I think, who cares? It was like a opportunity sort of thing. I wouldn't call it a missed opportunity. Not really? I mean, well, I, well, I haven't well, even ever watched the show. I mean, all I'm saying is I haven't ever even watched the show. Don't really like the whole concept of the show. Shit TV, reality TV and crap like that. And I would have been so bad on it because I'm not the type of geek they get on it. You know, they get those really smart intellectual ones on there. Yeah. Like, so you're like, like so yeah you get letters and some shit like yeah i don't know so you're kind of glad you didn't get on <laughs> more like not really a missed opportunity is it like, yeah and besides yeah. i'm happily in a relationship and have been for three and a half years with people, so. so yeah it was the it was the best thing not to happen to you mm. <laughs> yeah. all right i'll leave it at that mm. guys it was, yeah. <laughs> We went way off topic towards the end, but it's good. It was inter- it's interesting <laughs> to talk about. Uh... As we normally do, so don't apologize. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a given when now. people tune in. If, 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 <laughs> big it. emphasis on the if people tune in. To this no, they will because it's an award-winning show. Um, it is. I, 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 honestly, I do get a lot of oh, viewers. Oh, fuck yeah. When, when, oh, yeah. Listeners, I should say. Not viewers, listeners. But yeah. Yeah, we do deserve an Emmy. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> we do deserve an Emmy for this at some point. I, I deserve everything. I'm like the I'm the glue that keeps all this stuff together. <laughs> hey. You are, you are, George. All <laughs> the there, George. You, you, all this of is you being are. hosted by the guy who basically into uh, the internet game because because of his video he posted to Calf. <laughs> I know. We're pretty much based off that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, I still go on sometimes. It's funny. Do you know one day, like when we're knocked down <laughs> over and stuff, like when we do our podcast, I want what, to create, like, in like, ten years. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to create like I want to I want to make it both on YouTube and on a podcast. So like, create my our own little set. In, I'll set up in my a room in my house. Create like a yeah. Little... I, I want us to as well. Because then we can do it properly, you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, we'll attract more. Because then we upload the full thing to YouTube, and then we upload it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have like a theme. Well, song that, that, ideally, that's like graphics and yeah. theme song. And what and... happens is us three, and then and... us three can be the permanent hosts, and we have. Exactly. We can do like giveaways and stuff. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want us to do one day. You know, we can get there, but it's just we have to get out of lockdown first. Yeah. So five years, five, ten years. Oh, less, less than that. Although we're a thousand cases a day, and Gladys wants to like ease restrictions next week. So good fucking job there on your. we we, we can set up a picnic she wants to lift the lockdown next week (laughs) (laughs) what universe does she live in right now I know mate it's a a mess 
you know, it, it is a mess. But I'm not going to go into that. Uh, after yeah. you're going, uh, it was good anyway. having you guys back on the podcast. Um, Thank you. Um, we'll do this again soon. We'll, you know, we'll do this again soon. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's hope for a successful season at Man United. <laughs> yeah, that's Not it. Sure. Cheers, guys. Right. The groundwork has been laid. So let's just hope the team can perform on the pitch. <laughs> uh, yep, let's hope. He's hoping, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, bye.